and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one enlightening page of Talmud every day. And I say this sort of, you know, tongue half in cheek because, look, I'm going to be honest. If you're reading with us and you're enjoying this year, Tractate Ketubot, you know by now that this Masechta, this Tractate, this book of the Talmud has a lot in it that presents incredibly difficult challenges to us moderns who are reading the text and are struggling to make sense of all this talk that sometimes seems, you know, a little bit maybe matter-of-factly, although it takes it very seriously and very, you know, conscientiously. But it does discuss matters like seduction and rape and these hardcore, pressing and, and deeply uncomfortable issues that put us in a sense of unease as we read and try to make our way through the text. And in today's page, Ketubot 42, a segment like this makes us particularly uneasy. Have a listen. Rava said, This matter was difficult for Rabba and Rav Yosef for 22 years without resolution until Rav Yosef sat at the head of the academy and resolved it in the following manner. There, in the case of a rape, it is different, as the verse states, and the man who laid with her shall give the young woman's father 50 shekels of silver, Deuteronomy 22:29, from which it is inferred the Torah entitled the father to this money only from the time of giving. Consequently, if the father dies before receiving the money, he does not bequeath his right to the money to his sons. Instead, the daughter is considered to take her father's place as the plaintiff because she was the victim and the money is paid to her. There's so many problems and so many promises packed into this one paragraph that I did the only thing I know how to do when such difficult passages occur. I close the book, I pick up the phone, and I call the one person who I knew could rescue me. He is my dear friend and teacher and yours, Rabbi David Bashevkin, hello, my friend. Leah, what an absolute joy. And these are very tricky pages in terms of the relationship between parents and children, a father and a daughter, and how it works. But this passage kind of jumped out at me, not because of the Talmudic idea that they were talking about, though in a moment I'll explain I think that they are related, but actually because of the context with which they were debating it. And that is, when this passage is introduced, it says that Rabbah and Rav Yosef were studying it and they found this difficult. They found this idea, which is talking about the responsibility and the rights that a father has over his daughter. They found it to be difficult. They had questions in understanding it for 22 years and it could not get answered until finally Rev Yosef got up and he finally answered the question. And to me, it made me think about really the essence of Talmud study, which is how long are you willing to grapple with a question? I think one of the most formative books that I ever read that really helped me reorient the way I relate to Talmud had nothing to do with Talmud, but actually had to do with mathematics. It was a book called Fermat last theory, which was aptly titled, it was about the great mathematical theorem proposed by Fermat, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, which is rather elegant, if I could say it really briefly, it's basically a squared plus b squared equals c squared can only be fulfilled by full integers with squares. Anything more than that, it will not be able to be fulfilled. This, by the way, is your beach reading, just making sure. 
Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, it was really fascinating because Fermat wrote in the corner when he first introduced this theorem, and I know there are people who are going to reach out because I probably butchered the theorem. I didn't look it up. I didn't even look up how to pronounce his name. But in the sidelines, in the margins, what's more Talmudic than marginal writing? He wrote, I have an elegant solution for this proof, but I don't have the time to write it here. And the problem is... No one was able to figure out what exactly the proof for this, in fact, was. And when he first wrote this, which was in the 17th century, it was not, in fact, solved until the 1990s. And it made me think of, like, some of these questions that have lingered. Who is willing to fight over a question? And what I think the reason why the Talmud over here emphasizes that they fought for this over 22 years is because at the heart of Talmudic study is learning how to wrestle, live, engage with questions. It's not necessarily about an elegant answer. It's about your willing to sit and live with wicked, difficult, frustrating, eye-opening questions. The entire Talmud, in fact, are predicated on questions. There's a beautiful story that I love from Rabbi Sachs, where I think Rabbi Sachs, there was a great mathematician who had a big influence on Rabbi Sachs, and the way that he influenced him is that when he would come home as a child, the mother wouldn't ask what he learned today. The mother would ask, what questions did you ask today? And to me, that is at the heart of Talmud study, being able to engage with the difficulty, not just resting on our laurels of the elegance of the questions, but being able to engage no matter how frustrating, no matter how long-standing and enduring, but being able to confront and elevate the difficulty of the questions, whether in our Talmudic pages or in the recesses of our religious lives. So, so beautiful. And again, an indication that no matter how thorny the passages of Talmud we read, the underlying message is keep on struggling until clarity comes. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.